to our latest podcast in the series, Retinal Realities. Today, our guest is Lindsay Engelbrecht. I will hand over to Claudette to get us started. Thank you, Karen. Lindsay, welcome. And first, Thank you. Of, first of all, tell us, what is your eye condition and when did you become aware of the developing problem? So I have an eye condition called Stargardt's disease. It's a genetic progressive eye disorder. And basically, my body does not process vitamin A like most other people. There is a fault in my ABCA4 gene. And usually the body uses vitamin A to make cells in your retina. And then that gene makes a protein to clean that fatty material that is left over. But because my gene does not work, there is a buildup of this fatty material in my eye. And this kills the light-sensitive cells and destroys the central vision, hence why I am visually impaired. I was diagnosed in 2005 when I was 23. It is a juvenile disease, but I really was only diagnosed um, in my early 20s. Great, thank you. And Lindsay, given your visual problem, what made you interested in cycling, another sport that we know requires really good eyesight? <laughs> so, yes, so this is on Dion, my husband. He is the exact opposite to, to me. Um, when I met him, he absolutely loved sports. And he said to me, you know what, I think that you should start paddling with me. And I think that'll be good for your eyes. So off we got a double canoe and we started paddling some races together. And um, he said to me, you know what? I really think that you'll enjoy running and cycling too. Are you interested? And I thought, well, yeah, well, why not? I mean, let me try it. And I was very naive at that stage. When we got onto a tandem, obviously, I cannot get onto a bicycle on my own. I do need a pilot. So Dion would be in front and I would be at the back on the tandem. And I said to him, I warned him, I said, if you go over 10 Ks an hour, I am, I'm divorcing you. I mean, we weren't married at that stage, but I said it's over. I mean, I was really naive. And so we started cycling together and I just absolutely, absolutely loved cycling. You know, to be out in the outdoors in the mornings, early mornings, you know, getting to see the sunrise, fresh air and then obviously as you become more competitive the adrenaline and the rush of the speed that you get to do on the bicycle yeah it's just it's something that you can't explain so yeah I, I absolutely love cycling love it love it <laughs> well would you mention some of the major competitions that you have participated in and even triathlon I believe yes so I only got involved in sports in 2015 and I got involved in disability sports in 2019. So basically what happened was Dion said to me, let's try running. And I said, I cannot even run two Ks. Let's not do this. And he said, no, come, come. And we persevered. And I landed up running the Comrades. I did that in 2018 and 2019. So I did my back-to-back. -back. They call it back-to-back. -back. That was basically something that I'd done I was very proud of that. And in amongst the tr training for comrades, I'd be doing cycling. We did a few races, just a few local races together. The Amashova, the, the Joburg 94.7, and then obviously the Disc M Ride for South. And that's basically when I got involved with um, disability sports, and that was in 2019. 
And currently, I'm involved in triathlon, and I represent South Africa as a para-triathlete. So what does that mean? Triathlon now has all three sports. It's a swim, it's a cycle, and it's a run. And this is where the tricky part comes, because I cannot do it with my husband because he's a man. It has to be a female. And um, in the triathlon space, in paratriathlon, we call her a female guard. And she actually is my eyes through the race. And I cannot do these races without her. We do the swim together. We have a tether that basically connects both legs. And she will guide me in the sea or in the river or in the dam or wherever we have to swim. Because obviously I can't see the boys. Um, she'll guide us through the swim and then we will get onto the bicycle, which is a tandem bicycle. She's in the front at the pilot. And when we're finished with the cycle, we'll do the run together and that we have a tether that we hold in our hands. So basically we're connected with a little tether and we do the run together. So as I said, it has to be a female. And that was where the challenging part came because I've basically been doing all these sports with Dion. And when I heard that I could only do it with a female, it did put a span in the works because to find somebody that's passionate and, you know, has the same dreams and goals as what you do or that you'd like to to do, in the, um, it's very difficult. But yeah, I'm involved in paratriathlon and I represent South Africa at the moment. That's absolutely amazing. And what an example you are to young people out there with a similar condition and people with other eye conditions. Why do you actually think you have been such a successful cyclist and triathlete? I think it comes down to, you know, you have to put your fears aside. And with this eye condition, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't sit back and you know, wonder what if. And I decided that you only live once and I really want to be an inspiration to my daughters and to my son and whoever else. Um, and I want to prove to them that even if you have a disability and it, it doesn't matter what it is, you just need to persevere and you can make things happen if you want it. If you really want it, you can do it. Um, for me, the scariest thing was getting into the water for the first time with a guide. And that happened to be in Durban. And we all know how choppy the sea is in Durban. And it was literally my first time swimming in the sea. And I was absolutely petrified. But I knew that if I'd look back, I wouldn't do it. So I knew that I just needed to look forward, go into the sea, get the swim done and, you know, get over that fear. And yeah, I mean, you can't see obviously the boys, so you can't see how far it is. You you kind of gauge where you are in the sea and how far you still need to swim in that. But it's very scary, and I feel amazing that I've been able to, to achieve something like that as a visually impaired person. Well, I think you're amazing, and I think you're such an inspiration for people who are who are scared. And let's face it, losing your vision is a scary thing. So for you to actually go and do all these extreme sports and also actually uh, do so well in them. I think it's it's fantastic. And what message of inspiration would you like to give to the young people listening that might help them to attain what you have attained? I just want to go one step back and just say that, you know, I mentioned that I did Comrades in 2018 and 2019. And for me, that was something that I never in my life thought that I'd be able to achieve and I did it. And when I got involved in disability sports, specifically now triathlon, I got to see 
the world, basically. I mean, in the last three years, I've competed in two continental championships in Egypt and Morocco. And I was classified, um, obviously, as a visually impaired athlete. I was internationally classified in Spain. Um, we raced in Spain as well. Um, I've raced in Portugal. And the highlight of my career, if I could say that, was going to the Commonwealth Games. And I would have never been able to do any of this as an able body. The competition is just, it's, it's so rough out there. And not to say that the competition isn't rough with the para-athletes, but I was able to do all of these things and, and, and see all these places and meet such amazing people um, being involved in the sport. Um, it's, it's so rewarding to be involved and, and be around people that have a disability, actually. You know, when you're around people like that, nobody makes you feel like you need to feel sorry for them. You know, everybody's got a dream. Everybody's got a story. And it's so nice to hear what other people want to do. What are their dreams? What are they wanting to achieve? And the determination that people have when they have a disability is incredible. It's, it's, it's really something amazing to, to watch and to experience as a visually impaired athlete. Um, I've met some amazing people, not only in South Africa, but around the world. I, I truly believe that if you're young and you have this and you're visually impaired, and no matter what eye condition you have, you can make a difference in your own life if you just take one step forward in doing something that makes you feel slightly uncomfortable. And um, once you do that, you will feel more confident to take one more step um, to do something more uncomfortable. And soon you've built all these experiences around being uncomfortable that it becomes comfortable. And you can't wait to do the next thing to prove to yourself that you are worthy and you can do it. You just need to believe that you can. I'm a visually impaired athlete. My subcategory is a B3. And in our division in triathlon, a B2 has less vision than what I do. And a B1 has even less vision. The B1s are actually almost completely blind. And we all race together. And it's amazing to see how people function under a very stressful environment. It's just absolutely amazing to see. And yeah, I think if I can just motivate one person, if it be to go outside tomorrow and go and take a walk or, you know, start jogging or ask somebody to get onto a tandem bicycle with you and just let you experience that, it's, it's something absolutely incredible. That's amazing. And lastly, what particular apps or devices would you say has helped you in your journey? Um, I think, oh, that's quite a difficult question. Um, only because, you know, you when I was diagnosed at 23, you you start adapting to things, you know, around you and you do your daily activities and you start adjusting things and you, you make it work. So for me, you know, having the iPhone and being able to have a Zoom facility where I tapped a double tap on the screen, I mean, that's probably my best friend. I could not do it without the iPhone or with that Zoom function. You know, even though your font is large, it doesn't really help, but that Zoom function for me is probably the best function that there is. 
Um, I have a very large screen at the office and my fonts are set to a very, very, very big um, text form. Nobody can actually sit at my computer and work quite difficult. And my magnifying glass at the office is probably my best friend at the office. I couldn't do without it. And what else? What else do I use? Mm, the glasses that I wear basically just clears up a bit of the blurriness, um, but it doesn't really help the vision. It just clears the vision up. And, you know, I have my families <laughs> and, and that might sound strange, but if we're watching a movie and there's subtitles, I have them there to read it to me. And um, I use my binoculars if I'm watching my children play sports and that sort of things, you know. So there are things around you that people use every day that, you know, that you can use. And I think there's other apps as well. I don't really use them much, to be honest. I think I've just learned to adapt with with the simple things. Um, but I know that you do get reading apps as well that read to you. Um, for example, Google. Uh, actually, I say that I don't use it, but Google, I speak to Google a lot and she speaks back to me, which I love. Um, and voice notes. The voice notes through WhatsApp, I think, is incredible. People always send a voice note and they're like, I'm so sorry, I'm sending a voice note. And I'm like, no, that's the best way. Um, I hate having to read a long message and having to zoom in and enlarge. So the voice notes on WhatsApp, I think, is incredible. Yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> Wonderful. And what beautiful, inspiring messages you have for all of us. And I certainly feel very inspired. Thank you for all the powerful messages that you've given us. And I know that people listening will take your messages to heart. Thank you. I do want to just close off. Um, I found this little snippet by Eleanor Roosevelt. And when I read it, I thought it was so pertinent to me and I suppose anybody that has a disability. And it says... You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the one thing you think you cannot do. Yeah, so I just thought that was very um, relevant to, to our talk today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, and good luck for your next competition. And thank you for being such an inspiration to our young people. If only more of them actually took your advice, grit their teeth, take that first scary step into the unknown, because then you never look back. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much.